G'day, 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 and welcome everyone. That's our resident scaredy cat, Kate. And that's the horror junkie, Dominic. And you're listening to Shit and Bricks. A podcast where we talk shit about some scary stuff. The sort of fear your asshole knows about. As always, subscribe, rate, and review us. And don't forget to follow us on social media at Shit and Bricks Podcast. All right, drop your dax, pop a squat, and let's get into it. Hi, Kate. Hi, Dom. How are you? <laughs> I'm fabulous. I'm a bit sweaty, though. It's a bit muggy in Melbourne. Oh, it's so gross. If at some point you cannot hear anything that Dom or I are saying, it's because it'll just randomly start raining torrentially. Or we'll blow away like the Wicked Witch of the West or the North. I'm the North. You're the uh, East. East. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Well, that means that we definitely need a Wicked Witch of the West, which is perfect little segue because guess what, listeners? We've got a special guest. Hi, Troy. Hi. <laughs> How are you doing? I'm just happy to sit here like a creeper and just perv on both of you and go, hmm, what are these people doing? <laughs> I feel like I should be at a window looking at you. I'm slipping a nip for those that can't see. Oh, <laughs> lovely. You just got, that doesn't even take any encouragement, though. It just happens all the time. You are the Janet Jackson of the group, except you are also your own Justin Timberlake. <laughs> Oh, you can God. do both at once. Yeah, absolutely. <clears throat> Thank you so much for joining us today, Troy. I'm really excited about this episode. And it's always nice to get someone else, you know, involved in a podcast. And you're our first official guest. It's very I cool. I did actually. I, I really pulled for this. I was like, I need to be the first guest. Okay. Amazing. <laughs> You've done it. Yeah, we didn't invite her. She just rocked up. She... I just, I found the link and I joined. That was it. She hacked the mainframe. Well, Keanu Reeves does look exactly like my brother, which caused a lot of childhood trauma. Yeah. So obviously that's my connection to the Matrix. Mm. It's it's a bit sideways, but that's okay. Mate, <laughs> if there's one thing that we appreciate here is going sideways. That's literally the only direction we operate is just oh, good. wherever Like a little, is. like a crab crawl. Like, yeah. It's, it's just like, it's Willy Wonka's elevator. It can yeah. just fucking go anywhere. You don't go need, anywhere. you don't know. <laughs> There's no flaws. There's just sky. Yeah. So. It's just your own thoughts. Yeah, absolutely. And speaking of thoughts, what's the topic that you are going to be sharing with everyone today, Troy? Ah, well, um, <clears throat> I figured that because we are in the season of the, the claws, the big guy, in the red pants. No fat shaming, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying pants because it's likely that at least two out of three of us are not wearing any. So I'm going to be covering something a bit more seasonal. But obviously because of the, the type of podcast I'm currently guesting on currently, because I have lots of guest spots on podcasts, obviously, <laughs> um, it's going to be a seasonal, uh, scary seasonal. Some people may have heard of it and some people may not have, but um, in true European fashion, because it is vaguely European, as am I, it's going to be something to do with weirdos that live in the Northern Hemisphere. Mm. Mm. But obviously with a with a, an Australian focus. <laughs> Bit of an Aussie twist. Yeah, absolutely. Brilliant. Well, it's an Aussie twist in the fact that it's an Aussie speaking about it. So, but that's <laughs> twisty enough, right? I think, spoiler alert. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's the twist that's at the end the of the story. <laughs> Guys, hang out for the yeah. Aussie connection. Turns yeah. out it was me that was telling yeah, the story. Absolutely. And... <laughs> and that's why I will never write a whodunit. <laughs> <laughs> you won't even have to read the last page. Just read the first page. Like, okay. yeah. It was the butler. And then we work back from there. This is the first scene of Poirot. He's like, all right, yeah, I don't know what the crime is, but can everyone gather? I've got something to tell you. It's always the best part anyway, let's be honest. Easily. 
I think this is a great topic actually because Kate and I have this habit of or there's a trend that I'm starting to see now Kate and let me know if you agree but we seem to really focus on things that seem very fine and sweet and normal and innocent on the surface but uh, have this really dark twist once you dig deep and I mean there's nothing more sweet and innocent than Christmas so and to be honest I'm not a huge Christmas fan so I love the idea of doing something evil and dark and scary for Christmas. Well see the thing is I am a huge Christmas fan and yet even when I found out about this particular part of the of the, the entire Christmas sort of myth or no it's not myth it's true um sorry kids <laughs> oh Another spoiler alert. Um, so I found out, I found this out, and you think it would spoil it for me. You think I would feel betrayed, but actually, I sort of went, "Hmm, that makes it a bit more, a bit more cool, you know, a little bit less jolly fat man, and a bit more kind mm. of, you know." Um, and I think, <clears throat> as a child, that was the thing that actually used to scare me the most. Was not the, it wasn't the, you know, the really overly scary things that are really obvious. Um, it was the things that on the surface look really kind and nice and sweet. And then you just catch a slight glint in the eye or a little bit of an off kilter note in the music and you think, oh, something's wrong here. And I think that's something that, you know, everybody can can sort of speak to. But the difference is, is that is that some people run away from that. But in Europe, <laughs> they don their galoshes and swim around in it, um, <laughs> which is something you have to respect, really. That's amazing. Yeah, we definitely were um, having a bit of a chat last week, Troy, about uh, clowns and about how clowns. and yeah, <laughs> but we were talking a little bit about why why they frighten people, and mm. a lot of it is to do with you don't actually know how to process something that should be happy and should be good, but then you aren't sure if they're going to pull a prank on you or if they're going to like something weird's going to happen with their face or how are they actually feeling because their face is painted, so you just are like frozen there. You just like, I don't mm. know how to quite deal so i feel like that kind of falls into that yeah that kind of category where you just are so unsure but you don't actually know what to do about it well the strange thing is is also i'm quite scared of clowns for a slightly different reason and it's the same reason i do actually not i'm not overly fond of um of fake santas so obviously i'd speak to the real guy but not the fake ones and that's because i have a phobia of wigs Wow. So synthetic hair and wigs. And I'm t I'm being very brave talking about it because, as you know, phobias, no matter how ridiculous they are, like some people have phobias of, I don't know, dandelions and toenails and whatever. Hmm. My phobia is just as odd as everyone else's. And I think I can actually date it to when there is actually uh, photographic evidence um, that I remember, I think my mother still has it, um, of me sitting on Santa's lap. And the beard is so big that little little tiny pin-headed Troy is sitting there being afraid that I'm going to be suffocated because I've had asthma and I'm leaning away from him and I just look so unhappy mm. and it's captured and I'm about I think like three or four years old and it's captured my my face looking at Santa is like get that big fluffy white thing away from me mm -hmm. and I, I I have a sense memory of that so whenever I see anything or anyone with a wig I have a lot of trouble um not retching and not you know running away from them particularly if they're eating food wow. um it's a strange thing so when i was a little girl um i never played with dolls because of course they have fake hair and if i ever went bald i'd just have to own it and mm. like shine that cue ball up because there is no way a wig would be touching my hand <laughs> and i know that i love dom because i have hugged him while he is wearing a wig mm. there so, you go <clears throat> so um it's 
it's sort of a strange Christmas time and Santa Claus and all those sorts of things are sort of a strange mixed bag of like of nausea and happiness for me anyway, as they probably are for everyone, but that's probably got more to do with eggnog and eating too much food. Mm. Um, yeah. Well, I'm excited. Let's let's get into the story because um, there's nothing scarier to me than Santa too. So uh, Krampus us up, please, Lucky. Yeah. So um, the big reveal is not really a big reveal, really, but um, there is a figure in um, in Eastern sort of Eastern Alpine, Central and Eastern Alpine folklore that Santa is not the only visitor during December. And there are a few different types of visitors that can happen and a few different sort of really ye olde folklore type of uh, um, versions of Santa Claus. But the most interesting one is that Santa Claus is actually part of a duo. So he's uh, the good side of a coin, which is flipped throughout the year. And the naughty children don't get to see Santa. The naughty children get the anti-Santa, which is Krampus. If you look at any of the, there's not a huge amount of information that's been kept about Krampus. It's not really um, known in outside of, of European kind of, it's that sort of um, word of mouth kind of folklore. So it's the really nitty gritty wrath of god kind of stuff but like old pagan god so when mm. they really meant it way more interesting <laughs> basically more interesting. yeah he's responsible for really horrible horrible things and it's celebrated in many different parts of europe it's actually celebrated probably more than the whole mistletoe and and uh mulled wine and all of those cheery happy things they really lean into it well like i said i really respect that <laughs> it's like go I'm going to lay the, the, the foggy exterior feelings for you, a bit of background. Um, so we are in, in, like I said, in eastern, central eastern Alpine folklore, so up in the mountains or in the dark, you know, that sort of black forest cake forest <laughs> sort of feeling. And Santa Claus or St. Nicholas, which is who Santa Claus was based on, was a saint that actually worked in partnership with someone that was really dark more mysterious and really very very nasty um but both of them in in um, um sort of partnership together mean that children all over the regions that they covered behaved or else basically so it was a really nice uh nice uh, way to celebrate december well done santa and krampus Look, I've grown up Catholic most of my life and there's nothing like guilt to, to make a child behave. Yeah. So um, he wasn't really Santa's enemy. So I'll just, I'll give you a little bit of their background relationship. So basically Krampus and St. Nicholas, they're companions. So they are yin and yang to bring in a little bit of um, Eastern type thing. There's always a balance. So together they create the balance of, of Christmas time and both of them take care of the consequences. So you either get the good consequences of your behavior or you get the oopsies and they're really fabled so so saint nicholas has this beautiful benevolent personality and aura he's almost well godlike i suppose and then krampus is has elements of the of, of how we would think of satan or the devil mm -hmm. but he has a certain level of of really harsh justice to his behavior so basically the worse you behave the worse he behaves and the better you behave the more your rewards. So it still has that heaven and hell kind of element to it, but it's much, much worse because it starts when you're really, really small. So this is pre-Christian. So we're in the pre-Christian world. Mm -hmm. 
so we're not in the candy canes we're not in the snow globes um we're right in the origins of fairy tales so it's all you know cinderella where the sisters cut off their pieces at their feet to fit the shoe and you know they weren't called the brothers grim for nothing <laughs> and you know so it's really dark and bloody and nasty and everything and and all these like children of you know sort of european germanic mostly germanic origins they're like yay let's do this this is normal sorry to all of the people that i know that are german you are absolutely normal or not as you would like to be so krampus's origins are a little bit hazy so obviously as we've become more modern it's sort of separated and as we have a tendency to do in the, you know, sort of um, colonized European world, we have a tendency to just pick and choose the pretty parts of history, of folklore. And then we just sort of, eh, what's the rest of it? We don't, we don't need to deal with that. We'll just look at the pretty stuff and pretend everything's okay. Mm. Um, whereas in, in sort of like the old European style, they really love the ugly stuff. It's the pretty stuff that they don't trust. So we're we're in the the bloody and terrifying, the much worse than their animated counterparts in the fairy tales, so Santa and Krampus. And um, this is an anthropological thing, so they actually believe in it so much that it becomes a part of anth anthropology, not just folklore and mythology. And um, they dished out this form of justice around probably December 5th or December 6th, so earlier, earlier than this, so pre-Christian and much earlier not on the 25th i didn't actually research where the 25th comes from but it actually has nothing to do with jesus and nothing to do with pre-jesus so i don't really maybe everybody was free that weekend one year i don't know <laughs> i don't know if anybody does uh write to not me um mm. because i won't be here and i won't have to deal with the consequences of that comment we don't deal um, with the consequences either we just yeah. um put them all in the trash so yeah absolutely fun. so mm. right in and it'll get thrown in the trash all right so festivities would begin festivities would begin on um december 5th so that's krampus day yeah december 5th saint nicholas's day is actually december 6th and that's actually still a thing that's a saint nicholas thing mm -hmm. and that's sort of more traditional parades you know happy happy popcorn joy hug the kids. St. Nicholas in charge of rewards, Krampus in charge of punishment. When I say punishment, I really mean punishment. I wonder if there's like Krampus porn or something like that out there. Some people that love Santa and Christmas and get into that, but they want the kink. Everybody's horny. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so true. When I'm talking about Santa, I tend to... No, I'm not even going to finish that no, for That will make sense because... Krampus has well, never mind. Yeah. Ah. Oh. <laughs> Dumb gets me. Yeah, Dumb gets you. Anyway, moving on. They would begin the festivities. They they visit the houses. So Krampus has all the same powers as Santa Claus. So he can get into your house. He knows all of your behavior throughout the year. He knows. He just knows. So if you think about the the, the modern version of that would be the naughty and nice list. You know, the thing that Santa has to check twice. Well, in the olden days, he only had to check the nice bit. So okay. he had to he had to take care of the nice bit. Krampus is the naughty bit. All Except right. Krampus's bit was not naughty. It was much worse. I'm so I, screwed. Mm. Yeah. 
I could fit the good stuff on a post-it note, and I think my naughty list is more like a you know a big old fat book of shit that's just like <laughs> good luck, Krampus. I hope you're really literate because you're gonna have to know yeah. a lot. For the sake of um, of argument here, let's say because I'm looking at two different people and they look quite different. Let's say Dom, you can be the Krampus child. And Kate, you can be the St. Nicholas child. Okay, so on December 5th, Krampus will be visiting Dom. Okay, so let's say Dom's been moderately naughty. So he hasn't listened to his parents. He hasn't been very dutiful. He's maybe pulled his sister Kate's hair a little bit. You have siblings in this. I've just made that up. Perfect. Um, Yeah, so he's been moderately naughty, hasn't done his homework properly, hasn't helped around the house, yeah? So nothing violent, but, you know, nothing. He's not a good boy. He's just a naughty boy. Okay. Right. So December 5th rolls around. You can expect Krampus to, at the very least, hit you with a bunch of birch sticks. Oh. So you get to be beaten. Now, In the reason I say that, and you'll see I've segued fantastically, is that that would probably make Dom happy if he was here with his parents. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's the first thing that popped into my head. I was like, where's the punishment part? Yeah, okay. so it's punishment, but is yeah. it really? If you were to dial that naughtiness up just a little bit more and he was to, like, I don't know, get into fights, do worse things, that sort of thing, the consequences for that are actually um, a lot, lot, lot worse, okay? So poorly behaved children got hit with birch sticks. So some some theories say that you just got birch sticks um, put in your shoes outside because there was no coal in this scenario. There was mm-hmm. only birch sticks and then the opposite, which I'll tell you in a moment. So you put your shoes outside and Krampus and Santa would fill your shoes with what you're, you know, Obviously, everybody had one pair of shoes. We're not talking about which which pair of Nikes do I put the birch rods in. I don't know. Yeah. Um, so one pair of shoes each. You get the good stuff in the good shoes and the bad stuff in the bad shoes. So birch rod, birch sticks. But in most stories, Krampus is violent. He's not just, you know, meh. He's really into what he does. So he hits you with birch sticks. If you're a little bit worse, it can get worse than that because he also has a sack. But his is made of um, wicker or um, I think um, birch rods, like uh, weaved. And you'll get put into that. So he'll kidnap you. He'll take you away because you're a burden to your poor family. (laughs) And where will he take you, I ask? (laughs) So if you've been more than moderately naughty, a bit worse than that, you'll get taken away. And he may just throw you in the freezing cold winter river, as in bye-bye, you're going to drown. Oh, Unless man. it's frozen, in which case you'll just, you know, bounce, I guess around. bounce around and then like a pinball and then off you go, climb out yeah. of this thing and back home. As we've previously discussed, water is not my friend. It's one of my biggest phobias. So mm. now I'm now You're I'm more inclined to be, yeah. to mm. be well behaved. Because, you know, it gets worse. <laughs> Perfect. So you could get thrown into this sack. And obviously, like Santa's sack, it's very magical. So it can fit lots of naughty children from all around the world. And you get thrown into the freezing river where you drown horribly. I don't know why I said horribly. There's no nice way to drown. So... <laughs> I'm just going to go and drown myself nicely this weekend. <laughs> See you on Monday. I'll just drown peacefully in this warm bath. Mm. Um, yeah, so you drown. If you were a little bit more naughty, now I would think you would have to be really, really, really naughty in order to deserve this last one. 
but actually not really, according to Krampus. The naughtiest children were actually put into the sack and then they were taken to hell because there was actually an underworld that was called hell previous to the Christian hell. Yeah, we're familiar with it. Kate, yeah. Kate was one of the first residents, actually. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. So, Kate, right next to your house mm. um, on the left with the burning tree, you know, mm. you know that mm. guy screaming that's hanging off it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, ask him next time you're down there and he'll let you know where the Krampus kids are because they're all suffering in hell. <laughs> Perfect. Perfect. Okay, yeah. I mean, that seems reasonable. So we go from just giving you a tap with some birch sticks. We'll oh, it's not a tap. On. It's not a tap. Okay. So it's we're going to like yeah. full-blown, mm. we're going at you with the birch sticks. We'll yeah. toss you in a pond or you go to hell. Yeah. That's where no, we're no. headed. Yeah. Birch sticks, right. drowning, hell. Okay. That's our, that's our little uh, downward staircase of pain, mm. according right. to Krampus. Yeah. Okay. Now, St. Nicholas, on the other hand, you would think, like when I was reading about this, I thought the thing that actually frightens me is not Krampus, it's actually St. Nicholas. Because for me, the people that are actually complicit in this kind of thing are actually far worse than the people actually doing it. Yes. Because Krampus knows who he is or who they are, I should say, because Krampus is a is a pagan god, so obviously no gender. Yeah, so Krampus knows who they are. That's it. They just do what they do. Punishment, that's what I do, you know? whack you with a stick, I'll drown you, or I'll take you to hell. That's my job. And then mm. I go home and have a lovely cuppa. Whereas St. Nick professes to be this lovely, benevolent, grandfather-like figure, and yet he'll be, sta he's right there with him. He doesn't just turn up on the six and do his bit. He's with Krampus. He's just okay with it. Ah, oh, little sidekick action. Kate, yeah, this reminds me of like Shitbag Steve and, and stuff like that. These these people that don't actually do the naughty naughty, but they're they're just there along for the ride. Mm. Yeah. So I mean, I you know, I listened to, to some of your other episodes and I think what always struck me, particularly about that one about the poor girl that was that was kidnapped from hitchhiking, mm. I was horrified by what the person that actually hurt her did, but I was more horrified by the person's wife who lived with that and witnessed it. And it took them however many years to garner enough empathy through their own trauma, fair enough, but to actually help. Mm. And mm. it was really sort of based. So you sort of have that thing where you're like, it's that really fine line between being frightened of something that's coming at you that you can see because Krampus, believe it or not, I'll describe what he looks like, of what they look like, but he's he's very scary. And in the background, if you can see, what gives me chills is if you can see this kindly grandfatherly-like figure in the background, just smiling away while someone's being drowned or being taken to hell and going, yeah, I'm cool with that. Yeah. No, that that to me is actually frightening. That's terrifying mm. because that's who you'd be looking to for help. Mm. And you'd be like, there's no help there. In fact, he's cool with this. Oh, wow. <laughs> so how creepy is that yeah that's that's worse yeah so and i think that's probably why um and there is actually a krampus movie and there's been krampus um things that are that have been appearing in in sort of more modern cinema and, and tv and i'll talk a little bit about that in a minute but would you like to hear what you get if you've been good yes mm. sure. um it ain't a jetpack <laughs> or a ferrari 
Um, we're in pre-Christian times. So what you would get if you've been good, firstly, <laughs> you wouldn't get drowned or dragged to hell. So bonus. That's a bonus. I like yeah. that as a gift, yeah. personally. It's the gifts you think of, you know, you make them yourself. That's the, they're the ones that really help. Mm. So you would get some dried fruit or right. you would get uh, walnuts. Yeah. Okay. Um, or you would get a little bit of chocolate, only a little bit. Oh, here right. not like not like a full-on lint sort of like seasonal festivity in your face dive in hot chocolate you get yeah. like here's a fucking toblerone Boom. yeah which is like <laughs> chocolate in really olden times chocolate was really bitter it tasted a little bit more like if you were to eat coffee out of a tin right so it's all good news really <laughs> so i can have some basically like the beginnings of a shitty charcuterie board is mm. what you get or you it's can have good. It sounds like scroggin. It is scroggin. It's scroggin. Mm. And there's our chance to uh, educate our listeners on some Aussie fucking language. Thank there you very much. Scroggin. Mm. And for any potential, you know, sort of people who want to sponsor, if there's a maker of scroggin. <laughs> yeah, or if there's any company called scroggin. <laughs> scroggin. Or in fact, if there's any kind of <laughs> product or anything. <laughs> It's only uh, just occurred to me that that word itself, if you look at it as just a it's word. It's so close to just, oh. it's super pervy. It's just a pervy word. It absolutely makes me think yeah. of testicles, like without it's a shadow of a doubt. it sounds like scrotum. It does. <laughs> I did not go there. It sounds worse. <laughs> ah, oh, no, my scroggins. Oh. oh, I zipped my scroggin up in my pants. Whoops. <laughs> Put some cream on that scroggin. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> it looks red. My, my scroggin's a bit sweaty. It Actually, does. it is. It looks a bit red. Get some scroggin powder. Oh, uh, yep. <laughs> Isn't Goodness that weird? Me. We digress from talking about murdering children into like yeah. scrotums. That's it's the great. path. That is the path of this yeah. pod. Is there yeah. is no correct thing to talk about. <laughs> you just we just let it go and see where it takes us. Anyway, we're going to continue the meandering path. Are you ready? Yep. I'm ready. All right. So, <clears throat> like I said, Krampus has all of the same powers as Santa. So that means he also can do things like fly. And he also has bells. So he warns you when he's coming. You can't do anything about it. That's even that worse. Warned. Yeah. Except Ugh. he doesn't have sleigh bells. So Santa has sleigh bells, yeah? Jingle, jingle, jingle. Pretty, pretty, pretty. Um, Krampus has cowbells. He's got oh. big, rusted cowbells. I'm doing this. <laughs> We're back to the scroggin already. Um, <clears throat> big rusted cowbells and chains as well. It reminds me of the saying, you know, I'll be there with bells on. All I'm going to think now is evil Krampus, Krampus coming yep. with, with yep. the cowbells. So cowbells. So basically you can imagine in the dead of night if you really wanted to scare everybody, mm. um, which I'm absolutely certain they do and I'm pretty sure this is a, a proper thing. You could just walk through a small village like with cowbells and they'd be terrified on December 5th. Yeah, can I just pick out, there's a bit of a flaw here, you know, Mm -hmm. we're talking about a time when it's before pretty much everything, they're probably farmers, they've probably got a shit ton of cows on their property anyway Mm -hmm. with bells, like, I don't know, you'd be just all year round going, is is that Bessie or is Krampus coming to to snatch me? Exactly, (laughs) and that is how you keep children in line. Take some notes, Kate. Yeah, I'm yeah. taking notes. Yeah. Oh, I'm going to take some cowbells on the next year seven camp yeah. I go on. Yeah, if any of the kids misbehave, just elbow one of those suckers. Not the Perfect. kid, the cowbell. No. Oh, then... got you. Sorry, got to be clear about that because yeah, honestly, absolutely. I'll do it. 
I'll do it's it. It's frowned upon, apparently. <laughs> yeah, so the cowbells are actually there to to warn you. The chains, however, they're back to the drowning thing. They hold you down. So you get wrapped in the chains before you throw it. I forgot to I forgot to mention that. Perfect. Because it was bad enough already. So yeah, wow. so they'll they'll tie you up. And what that reminds me of is um have you seen um a Christmas Carol or read a Christmas Carol? Yes. <clears throat> so the first ghost that visits Scrooge. Um, is that of his ex uh, business partner and boss, and he's covered in um, uh, Jacob Marley, I think his name is. Yeah. Mm. He's covered in chains, and those are the chains that he forged during his lifetime from all the evil deeds he did. So every link of the chain is something that he did that was bad, and he forged that. It got wrapped around him, and then basically he spends his afterlife um, encased in that. So mm. that's the other thing: the kids that get dragged to hell, they're covered in the chains as well. So they stay in those. So each time they did something naughty, I'm assuming they they wrap the chain a bit tighter. I'm I'm really um, extrapolating here, but it's scary. It's scary stuff. Please do. Facts really aren't that, mm. like it's yeah. not that integral to our yeah. show. It just, you know. whatever you say, we take as fact and our listeners will do so as well. So please. Absolutely. Why ruin a good story with the truth? Exactly. Who needs that? So Krampus, here we are in the dark of night, December 5th, Krampus, cowbells, chains, terrifying, more terrifying Santa, la-di-da in the background, hooray, hooray, get those naughty kids out of my way. So on December 5th, I can put nuts in their shoes. <laughs> Six, sorry. I'm just going to put some nuts in your shoes, kid. It fills their shoes with some dried apricots and a handful yeah. of nuts. Yeah. Merry and Christmas. All I could think of when I read that was some poor kid is going to be good all year. And they just get this squelchy, uncomfortable, like they go out to play in the snow. And they're like, what is in my shoe? Oh, my God. My converse have been scroggened. It's scroggin' in my oh, shoe. Oh, man. Scrogged yeah. again. Yeah. And that's all they get. That's it. No death and an apricot squished to the bottom of their sock. <laughs> How did all of this stuff get to modern times? Mm. Yeah, because um, you said you know there's a few holes in the story, and there are many holes in all in all folklore. But I would argue there are many holes in everything. That sounds a bit rude. Um, and Tom, Tom's face. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> okay, so uh, I guess the overview I would say is you know for those two days of the year, December fifth, December sixth. If you behave yourself all year, yeah, um, you may make it to December 6th. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Yeah. That's the best I can promise you. Um, It's not going to be a happy day, but it'll be an alive day. And it will be a day that you don't, um, you know, sort of suffer in hell. In parades and things um, that happen in modern times, they've kept this kind of tradition alive, this tradition of Krampus. They're actually called, and you're going to be able to um, pick on me about my pronunciation now so the english translation is krampus run okay but the germ i think it's german translation is actually krampuslauf okay so during the parade a whole bunch of young men participate in it but they don't participate as the kids obviously they participate as the krampuses and that's yeah that's the other thing krampusai nemesis nemesai (laughs) because it could be nemesis so it could be krampusi krampusis i like it yeah the krampus uh, tradition is kept alive because obviously there is a a long 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 tradition of older people frightening younger people into submission and why not do it in the season uh seasonal spirit of giving (laughs) i give to you terror Mm. Um, so during these parades, which are very, very, very aggressive, the young men actually dress like Krampus. 
okay because Krampus is there to meter out the Christmas violence that's his job yeah and it is violent so you'll be going um into this uh parade as Krampus and there can Krampus can actually make himself into more than one entity so mm. there's only one Santa there's only one Saint Nicholas but if desired and if needed there can be many 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 Krampus figures they're all the same and they all meter out the justice but it's not just one um sort of figure mm. so on any given December 5th you could have like thousands in your village they could just overrun you and that to me is actually quite scary if you look out the window there's not just one there's like a lot I've seen mm. footage of these these parades and they go next level yeah. with their costuming. They are things of nightmare. So basically they hold that personality of Krampus and they really, really push it through. So in Salzburg, I've read in Salzburg, the Krampus Laugh Parade features the costumed revelers who take the mythology of the Christmas demon very, very seriously. And they roam the parade and they deal out beatings to people they don't think they like. So they actually just go and hit people. And if you go and run into a shop or a restaurant or anything like that, members of the public, it says members of the public could easily be subject to stalking. They could be terrifying. They could be brutalized. And they, like people get properly injured in these things. And they don't have to face any consequences because it's all in the spirit of Krampus. What? Yeah, they're not being them. They're being Krampus. And they're keeping the tradition alive. And the authorities have no problem with this? No, no problem at all. So the authorities have become like St. Nicholas, where what? they just stand back They're and compliant. Look. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. As soon as you said, like, Salzburg, though, I just imagined the ending of The Sound of Music being a bit exactly. different. Exactly. But that's what freaked me out wow. about that as well, because how pristine and pretty and lovely is The Sound of Music? Then throw in a big demon in there, <laughs> and you're like, what? I could just oh. imagine... Poor Julie Andrews running away with this big horned massacring monster chasing her with wow. all the little poor Von Trapp children dead on the ground behind her. Jesus. How's that for an image? Mm. I mean, I think my mum would like that ending. She hates The Sound of Music as a film. <laughs> but, oh, wow, that's creepy as. Mm. I think I almost find that more frightening in the sense of, like, that is, that's real life. That happens and that's... Yeah, it's oh, still, it happens God. now. I don't know what, what COVID times have done to that. <laughs> that adds another level wow. of fear. It's like you've you've hit me on the head with a stick and you could cough on me. Yeah, and you, so, yeah. And you didn't stay within 1.5 yeah. metres. Yeah. If you're going to beat me, do it from 1.5 metres away, please. please. It's, and actually, I should say, there's the Krampus run in 2008. So there's a place in Austria called St. Johann. St. Johann, Johann mm -hmm. maybe, I think. There was more than 1,000. Krampuses running in the parade. Yeah. What? And they are terrifying. Oh. Mm. More than, can you imagine more than 1,000? And it's, and there was a, <laughs> I've actually written this. I'm actually going to quote myself because I was quite proud of this, of this sentence. I said, me, um, during the Krampus run of 2008 in St. Johann, Austria, more than 1,000 Krampuses participated, meaning there was a solid grand worth of bestial crazy roaming the streets that night. <laughs> <laughs> I, was quite, I was quite proud of that sentence actually i like it very good pat on the back again yeah so it was uh it was it's, it's pretty terrifying stuff but i thought it was quite interesting how the authorities have sort of become you know the protector is still complicit 
in this kind of yep. thing. Jesus. Yeah. The thing is, I was I was going to describe Krampus. So he's, uh, generally speaking, he's probably about eight and a half feet tall. Perfect. Yeah. He has really, really big horns. Back to my joke about being horny. Um, it was very funny. It was very so, funny. <laughs> I have a a petrifying need for approval can you tell (laughs) um he's got really massive horns they look usually they're they're presented like um goat horns or like buffalo or big those big you know Mm. highland cow horns they're really Mm. big um so like old school so not pretty horns like you would get you know when you have like a a sexy devil costume or something or an (laughs) impish devil costume he's got terrifying can skewer you to a wall horns and he's covered in really shaggy black or (laughs) stop fanning yourself (laughs) don't hurt skewer you to a wall i know (laughs) i had no idea that i that every time i speak i sound homoerotic i have no (laughs) idea why i have a gift and don't you shame me for it (laughs) i have a latent talent for being rude i think i love it so, so yeah, so he, he actually is quite terrifying. He's covered in like this shaggy sort of um, black, brown, sort of matted fur, um, whereas, which is a really interesting contrast, yeah, to the image of St. Nicholas, which is pure white. His, his beard is often described as being pure like snow. Or he's, the word pure gets thrown around a lot. And for me, that's always been, you know, sort of hard to believe because if a man has lived to being about 85, he ain't pure. Um, so... <laughs> I'm sorry. Life experience just leaves you tainted. There I go again. Yeah, that's that's what he looks like. He's terrifying, big, shaggy, goat, horned beast man mm. or person, I should say. We will put some pictures up on our um, Instagram as well for mm. those of you who can't quite picture it. And please include the Victorian Christmas card because there is actually like, you know, England uh, does many things well, but what it does uh, most well is uh, appropriating other people's cultures. And I can <laughs> say that because I am half English and I can admit that at least half the time. So Victorian Christmas cards uh, that people used to send were not pretty Christmas cards. They were they were, they were depictions of terror. And there is actually uh, one that I sent I sent to John, which um, you guys can include on your socials, of uh, the figure of Krampus and he's, he's stuffing a little boy into his wicker sack. Mm. Um, and next to him sitting on the floor, this is the scary bit, next to him sitting on the floor is, you know, an outwardly quite attractive little girl, you know, I suppose generically Aryan style attractive, like she's blonde and she's got white skin and peachy cheeks and but she's holding a little bowl of fruit. So obviously she's the good girl, you know, oh. and... The scariest thing about it is the way she's looking at the little boy who is currently being stuffed into Krampus's, you know, sack, sack of doom mm. um, to either be drowned or get taken to hell, obviously her brother. And she's just looking at him as if to go, hmm, finally some justice, you little bugger. Like, you know. <laughs> just smashing her scroggin. Yeah, she's just sitting there eating scroggin, waiting for her brother to be dragged to hell. Jesus. You know, so in that picture, she's actually the terrifying element. If you just look at the little glint in her eye, that's what I was talking about because I can imagine Santa has that same little glint in his eye where he's like, that's a bit less scroggin I have to carry because of you, (laughs) you know. So more for me, which is probably why he's so fat because he eats all the scroggin that Mm. got taken away from the naughty children. Mm -hmm. Yeah, too much chocolate and apricots. He'll have terrible wind. So... (laughs) (laughs) That's how he gets his flight. He does. It's all just trapped wind. He just, <laughs> he just needs a tums. He just does. Give him, give him a little tums. 
Awesome. Uh, sponsor Point. shout out. Shout Tums. out. Yep, shout out to Tums. Any kind of product where it's yeah. like, yeah, shout out to that company. Yeah, we're I'll say that washer. again. <laughs> he needs a Tums. <laughs> <laughs> and next year their campaign is going to be, yes, yeah, Santa. <laughs> Where's my chops? <laughs> Have you got the crampers? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we've, oh. hit, we've hit the 50-minute mark, which means that we're, all the jokes are now just shit, people. Oh, yeah, so. we've just left the bad. Totally. Oh, now they're shit. Okay, yeah. sorry. Oh, yeah. <laughs> got him. Oh, that was to me. It was mostly to me. It was just <laughs> self-critical. It really was. No way. I loved mm, it. mm, mm. Back to the 17th century. There we go. Yeah, 17th century. So when Krampus and, and St. Nicholas first arrived, Krampus is actually older than St. Nicholas. So in terms of the partnership, uh, St. Nicholas is really piggybacking onto the Krampus myth. So Krampus is actually, um, oddly enough, when he takes the children to hell, what he's actually doing is he's taking them to go and see his mother. So hell in Norse mythology is actually a person and embodiment, a woman. So Krampus is taking the children to be punished by his own, by their own mother. So hell was actually named after this mythological figure, except it's H-E-L, not, I don't know why in, in Christianity and Catholicism, they, they added an extra L. Who knows? What the L? <laughs> um, so <laughs> I told you the jokes are getting worse. Hell presided over that underworld. And then she is said to be the daughter of Loki. So shout, shout out to a certain movie company if they want mm. to sponsor. Yeah. Yeah. Hit us up, Paramount. Um, yeah. <laughs> Name dropping. I didn't want to <laughs> I didn't want to say the M word in case you got sued. Oh, good point. Um, yeah, yeah. But you said the P word. So I can I, I was trying to think of any other company that wasn't the M word one. <laughs> Um, to make another really shitty yeah. joke, but I was just gonna say, Marvel. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, your cough's back. Yeah, it is back. Oops, yeah. asthma. Um, so, yeah, so the tricks, Loki's a trickster, yeah. So, obviously, his daughter got a bit worse. His grandson, worse again. So, it's an interesting sort of, um, you know, sort of uh, family tree. Mm. Yeah. I never knew that's part of it. That's really, really, I find that jokes aside, that's really mm. fascinating yeah, yeah. that it's continued on. And I imagine a lot of people that are interested or have heard of Krampus, I'm sure every, everyone does an episode on Krampus around this time of year. I wonder if they've picked up on that connection, which is mm. it's actually really cool. So basically the, the mythology around Krampus is, is actually much stronger than, than the sort of mythology um, and anthropology around St. Nicholas. Um, so St. Nicholas was a real person, probably not, you know, like the figure of like many other religious figures, they probably derive from just an ordinary person. And then, you know, obviously as the years have gone on and on and on, it's been, it's been rehashed and rehashed so many times that the, the ensuing um, story has nothing to do with the original person hmm. but strangely the mythology around krampus is is fairly is kept fairly consistent despite the fact that it really wasn't overly advertised so he never went into you know sort of like the coca-cola kind of you know because the original father christmas was a woodsman so he dressed in green no woodsman would dress in red um so the red actually came from the coca-cola company um, shout out to Coca-Cola. Um, so yeah, that came, uh, shout out, no Coca-Cola. <laughs> <laughs> We're more 
of a Pepsi podcast. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, Taste of a generation. <laughs> probably... I'm just trying to picture. Sorry. You probably will have to edit that out, actually. <laughs> I'm just trying to picture now like a Coca-Cola ad with Krampus. <laughs> like it's like one of those, one of those um, like bad 80s like video games. No, but game that's ones. the thing. You want Pepsi because Pepsi, Pepsi can have Krampus and Coca-Cola can have yeah. Santa. They could fight each other. See? Amazing. Oh, yeah. I'm be Krampus. In. Get some Pepsi in you. I'll drown you in a lake. Yeah, Something see, like and all Santa has is bad gas. <laughs> so, yeah, so Krampus is, really predates Santa, so St. Nicholas, yeah? And he's he's actually got, obviously, you know, sort of purest um, elements that really hold true all the way through the centuries. And even to the point where now people find it's an excuse for absolute violence on people and no consequences needed, which I find ironic because it is all about consequences. And yet if you dress up as Krampus, you have no consequences. Mm. Hmm. Down with the patriarchy. I know, down the patriarchy. It's all their fault. Uh, Further along down the line, so we come forward, you know, several centuries, and we're in the mid-1930s, yeah, and Austria, which is one of the heartlands of, you know, where Krampus is is kept alive, um, it's under fascist rule. So Krampus actually takes on another element here. So Krampus being pagan is a problem because fascist rule is, is uh, you know, sort of really severely um, controlling and very, very Christian. So he's seen as being anti-Christian because he operates outside of all of the overseeing, um, all of the governments, everything. So he's beyond, you know, um, re- re- reprieved beyond um, reproach. So um, he's actually seen as being socially democratic which I find really, really funny. Wow. You know, so he's actually seen as a social Democrat. So he's seen as representing those ideals. So I'd like to find some social Democrats and go, how do you feel about birch rods and drowning? <laughs> mm. And children, how do you feel about those three things together? And what's your mum's name? Helen. Ooh. Oh, Helen. Is she get? Is she shorten it at all? Yeah. Does she ever think about, you know, hell, 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 hell? <laughs> He needs one L. Yeah. I don't have any Lokis in your family. Um, so, so yeah, so it's seen as socially democratic. And it even goes so far that the Australian, the Austrian, Australian, the Australian, the Austrian um, Catholic Union actually calls for a boycott on the Krampus runs. So they actually call for a boycott. They say, you're not allowed to represent this, this uh, entity anymore. And the parades were all forbidden. They were cancelled, they were all forbidden. And even if you wanted to play St. Nicholas, so if you wanted to be Santa Claus during that time of year, you had to be approved and licensed by the city. So they really started to to fold in, not because of St. Nick, always because of Krampus. Mm. So he was the problem, yeah? And then the government in Linz pledged to arrest Krampus. Now I find this really um, interesting because these children would have been would have grown up with this fear of Krampus, yeah. So they pledged to arrest Krampus. They didn't pledge to arrest a person dressed as Krampus. They said arrest Krampus when you see that see it. Mm-hmm. So this belief that he is real is so strong that you know if you were playing Saint Nicholas, you could get in trouble. But if you if they saw Krampus, they would get arrested, as if you could arrest a demigod. I mean, mm. come on. Mm. Yeah, so it really speaks to that belief that he's he's mythological, but not really, you know, that belief that's very, very strong and still holds today. 
Yeah. And further along after the 1930s, we go to Vienna. And in 1953, there's a kindergarten system, these poor little buggers. Um, the kindergarten system actually published a pamphlet telling all the parents not to celebrate the Krampus run because he is an evil man <laughs> and he would scar the children for life. Now, I think they had a point there. <laughs> I, I agree. I'm, t- I'm inclined to agree. I really so, am. So to be fair, they probably had, you know, a bit more of a, a um, an idea. But he's got this huge hold um, in the European psyche that Santa Claus just doesn't have, you know, which is probably why he just sits back and allows it to happen because he's, you know, it's passive aggressive. Like, well, you didn't like me better, so to you. Yeah. Enjoy <laughs> hell, kids. Here, have some walnuts. Yeah, have some walnuts in your face, not in your shoe. Um, I don't know which will be more uncomfortable. <laughs> I think walnuts would be less uncomfortable actually in the face because you've got the frontal lobe um, and your bone in your skull to sort of, you could just head it away. You just bounce off. Yeah. Mm. Whereas in your shoe, it really hurts. I can't get over that. That's just not nice. <laughs> Um, and then further along to World War II, um, sorry, further back again. We're going to mm. jump forward and back because I'm not a historian. <laughs> World War II. Um... I'm going to use that from now on. <laughs> I'm changing my story because I'm not a historian. Whatever. Okay. What is history anyway? During World War II, Krampus even gets a look in there. And guess which side he's on? Not the side you would think. Not Hitler's side? Absolutely not Hitler's wow. side. Wow. Yeah. Krampus and Nazis, they wow. don't like him. I think that just goes to show that not everybody's all bad. Mm. So mm. true. Mm. I would vote Krampus over the Nazis. Yeah. Just based on my yeah. understanding of yeah. some history. And you mm. could have a picture, like a poster, where instead of Indiana Jones punching a Nazi, it's Krampus yeah. punching a Nazi. I said Indiana Jones. Shout out to Mr. Spielberg. <laughs> <laughs> you want some of that sweet, sweet money. <laughs> Uh, so yeah so that's an important lesson to learn is that you know as long as the nazis don't like you you're still redeemable (laughs) (laughs) so true yeah so on december 5th next year because we've passed it let's face it Mm -hmm. um then maybe remember that remember to listen for cowbells that's it because they may be ringing and if so you're in a bit of trouble bring your shoes inside Mm. oh damn yeah or put your shoes on and run away Other excellent advice. See, we never leave our listeners without some form of advice on how yeah. to survive these Important. stories. Yeah. So that's perfect. I love also, that. Also, never claim to be a historian and then you can get away with anything. Yes, I love it. Wow, Troy, that was a journey and a half. <laughs> I think we've covered so many things. Yeah, I think so too. Mm. Oh, I had one more thing to tell you. If you want to see one piece of cinema about Krampus, there is actually a movie um, which stars our very own Tony Collette, and she is brilliant in it. Mm. Uh, I think it was from like 2015, so it's actually fairly recent. What is it called? It's called Krampus. Oh, mm. makes sense. Mm. Makes sense. And it's really good. It's like kitsch horror comedy. So it's actually really, you'll be right up your alley, I think. <laughs> I, I think it. I know yeah. what I'm going to be watching tonight. Yeah, Troy, I, I really enjoy it. Like, I have heard and know quite a bit about it already. Um, but you've definitely taught me a couple of new things. So really appreciate you doing a shit ton of research. Um, and you're such a natural storyteller. So I can't speak for Kate. I don't know. But uh, for me, I've definitely enjoyed having you 
come scare the shit out of us. Thank Absolutely. you. Absolutely. <laughs> I very much enjoyed that. My mind was blown that there's real life crab pie. Mm-hmm. Crepes- crepes- I don't know. Let's, yeah. play, let's play with that plural. Let's yeah. figure it out. That was probably the most horrifying part of that story. I was not aware of that. Mm. So, yeah. They see out. you when you're sleeping. <laughs> oh, it takes on a whole, all of the Christmas carols about Santa Claus now take on a whole new meaning because I can picture that the Krampus is right next to him or that Krampus is already in your house and Santa's just standing at the window smiling and going, <laughs> sucks for you. What if Mariah Carey is singing All I Want for Christmas is You and Krampus mm. is right behind her over her That's little right. shoulder? Yeah, waiting, mm. waiting to pounce. Do you know what I thought of when you were describing all this birch strappings and, and the basket? It reminded me of the fact that Diane Taranto owns a hell of a lot of fucking wicker furniture. Stuff, yeah. Maybe. Mm-hmm. She, no, I'm not going to even insinuate that because she'll disown me. For she'll, be so, she'll be so upset with you. She'll be like, how dare you talk about my wicker? Why don't you, you've got to at least mention the blue and white china. It's the important but silent sound of Dominic backpedaling. <laughs> yes. Well, I just gave it a sound. That yeah. was great. Thank you. Um, I'm so excited that we did this episode. This was a bit of a last minute choice for us, but it was the right choice. And this should be coming out on Christmas Eve for <laughs> all of the listeners. So Christmas I mean, Eve is the new December 5th, kids. <laughs> so thanks for, thanks for joining us. Kate, did you learn anything? What's the one thing you've learned this episode? Survival Look, tip. <laughs> the one thing would have to be, um, you know, I want to see that remake of The Sound of Music. Mm. where there's, what you know, 2,000 Krampuses running up that mountain at the same time Julie Andrews is spinning and singing. Yeah, yeah. Um, you just see them in the background like yeah. a horde of zombies. Just, <laughs> just faster. <laughs> that would be sick. Yeah. Uh, so the I want to see that. are alive. <laughs> yeah. You won't be for long. Okay. <laughs> Here's a dead. <laughs> uh, got him. Uh, yeah, I, I, I really enjoyed that. I... Um, I'm definitely going to check out that movie because mm. there's, yeah, Please again, do. something. It's yeah. so good. Oh, and yeah. It's, it's got a super, it's got a super creepy ending. That's all I will tell you. Excellent. And you don't see it until the last minute. And then at the last minute when you're all relieved, yep. it goes, it gives Get you it. the little ending and then it goes, oh, great. Mm. Perfect. Mm. I mean, all right, well, we should do a little bit of housekeeping. Uh, if you're listening to this episode on Christmas Eve, uh, you are getting a special sort of invitation to to write in and, and send Kate and I some questions because mm-hmm. Kate and I will be doing an in-person episode to uh, celebrate the end of the year. So if you've got any questions from all the, I think, nine or ten episodes that we've done so far, please send them in to us and we will feature you in the podcast. That's it. So please do that. Absolutely. Troy, do you have any, any like favorite episodes or anything you remember from any of the episodes so far i've always been very fond of um egyptology so i really enjoyed the egypt um episode and i really also liked i liked but i didn't like the russian dolls one mm. and i'm not i'm not picking uh, was egypt was yours wasn't it dom and that was, so was that the was russian me. dolls the russian that was dolls. you yeah 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 okay so i did pick one from each of you <laughs> 
But we won't be bothered. We won't be bothered. Incredibly accidentally diplomatic then. Um, (laughs) No, but I really like those. But Russian dolls, like if I ever walked into a house and I I work with the elderly at the moment, so I do often encounter um, very creepy China dolls. I just find that just terrifying, even if it's just dolls. Like just a doll like if if i was to look behind if you wanted to scare me you could just you know up the back of my chair here have a little doll head and i probably have a heart attack and die yeah so i really enjoy those two egyptology i really love because when i was a little little kid i did actually want to be indiana jones I'm, yeah yeah i was smashing those gender stereotypes i was like yeah, i could do that absolutely and i was a bit older i actually had a fedora i was the i was the oddest of odd child children Childs, um yeah i actually had a fedora a little kid walking around with a gray fedora that's so like, cute i can do this i just need the whip now it's fine you can do this Perfect. i'm sure if he has dumb he might have a whip you can yeah not that kind of whip no. i was gonna say um well um, we should wrap up troy yeah. i know that you are working on a little podcast at the moment yourself so do you want to do you want to uh do a oh, shout out spruik Please yeah. plug away. That's another Aussie word, isn't it? Spruik. Spruik. Yeah. Spruik. It's another S word. We're fond of S words, aren't we? Scroggin yeah. Spruiks. Yeah. Scroggin. I'm going to spruik my Scroggin oh. podcast. <laughs> That's going to be our next podcast name, Dom. <laughs> Scroggin. Spruikin um, and a Sproggin. As you can probably tell, I meander quite a bit. And when I'm on my own, it gets worse. It doesn't get better. Um, so I'm actually launching a podcast called Today is My Lucky Day because my my Chinese name is actually Lucky. It's actually Lucky Vegetable. There's a story to that, which you'll hear if you tune in. It's not quite launched yet, but it's coming. It's a, probably about a day or so away. Amazing. Awesome. It'll be on all the um, all the regular bandwidths. <laughs> we'll be sure to, um, yeah, we'll make sure that we promote it and pop it on our page as well. Hooray! But thank you so much for joining us. We really appreciate it and putting in all the work to tell us your story about Krampus. Mm. You're most welcome. All right. My pleasure. Have a great rest of the day. Bye, guys. Merry Christmas. Merry Krampus. Have you been getting really bad Krampuses lately? (laughs) (laughs) That's a wrap. Big shout out to everyone for tuning in to Shit and Bricks. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review us. Plus, you can find extra little nuggets on our socials. Next week, we'll be back talking more shit, so do not forget to tune in. And remember to wipe, flush, and wash your hands. Goodbye. Goodbye.